Testing, testing, one, two, three. Test, test. Test, test. Yeah, it's going. All right. Cool. Okay, so those are two different mics, right? Yeah. Should I? I'm going to get one. You can probably get one. This one's good, but like. It's not. Like, what do you mean? Like. Oh, y'all are cool. Y'all have like a Spanish shit, dude. I got this little. I mean, this is pretty expensive, but like. I want a mic like dog. But I don't know because you said if I get the same one. Well, it won't work. Right? We can always try it out and then oh, like you can $30. have it for your own. It was 30. These are both 30. I got one today. Yeah. 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 They got it on Amazon Prime. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to Think Movie. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, music, um, everything going on in pop culture. Um, I'm your host. My name is Francisco, and I'm joined with Joey Gonzalez, Brian Prado. Yeah. And so. Today, for our first episode, we're going to recap the 92nd Academy Awards, 2020 Oscars. So, um, I'm going to have the, the nominations and the winners pulled up. And uh, I think the, the main one we're going to talk about is Parasite. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a huge movie, huge deal. Um, it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best International Film. And um, it won Best Original Screenplay. Mm -hmm. So Bong Joon-ho got himself four Oscars. Legend. Legend. King. King. Um, Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Any surprise? Were you surprised when it happened? I was surprised that it won Best Picture. Just because I feel like the Oscars, they always get it right, wrong, right, wrong. They got it right with Moonlight. They got it wrong, in my opinion, with Green Book. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. And then they got it right again with Parasite. But they're yeah. always notorious for that. I mean, they yeah. picked Crash like, or Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Awards shows in general, they're kind of like, they don't really know the, like, the scene like that. I mean, they, they're all like, they do their research and they're all professionals. But like sometimes they miss, you know? They're not always yeah. right, whatever that means. But like, I just feel like sometimes they, they're off. It, it's funny too because like award shows like the Oscars, like there's not like a, it's not like sports where like there's like a clear winner right. mm-hmm. and a clear loser. So like there's a lot of like, because like the voting for it is super complicated. Like I can you kind of like understand it, but yeah. it's like a lot of films that like get snubbed or like, let's say like Uncut Gems yeah. or like, um, I think uh, I want to see but like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, like the French film. They mm-hmm. got they got cut like a lot of these films like they do get like votes but like not enough and so like you get like Forty Ferrari Joker which are like I mean like Forty Ferrari is a good film like I liked it I haven't seen it you haven't seen it okay I want to see it okay but um but yeah like like especially with with the best picture winners like Green Book like I feel like to me the Oscars is like give and take like if they they give us Moonlight. Like next year, they're gonna give us a green book. But why? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot what they, was nominated last. They year. love their white savior movies. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so like Roma was nominated last mm-hmm. year. Okay. And so I thought, oh, this is this is, you know, this is the year that the first international film is gonna win. Right. Best picture. Nah. And I, I think a lot of people thought that it was gonna win. Yeah. And then when Green Book Green Book won, it was such a like, oh, like why? Like I I've never seen Green Book. I've just heard about it. Okay. And I always thought like, I it makes sense because I feel like oh, uh, the academy has a lot of politics involved yeah. with like choosing their movies. 
And I feel like that was just like a, maybe to them it's like, oh, we need to choose a green, but because like it touches on so many things that we just, it needs to land, it's gonna be impactful. But like, no. <laughs> no, that's not that's not it. Not it, fam. Like Green Book isn't a bad movie, but it's a it's a very by the number. Like yeah. here's our white antagonist, our black main character, our white main character, and they're gonna bond. Right. And we're gonna film it for two hours. I mean everyone was like upset about that movie. Like even the people that it was based on, yeah. his family, were upset about the way the how Mahersh Ali's character was portrayed. Yeah. Cause I don't know the I don't know the true story, but like, but like, I I kind of heard um, that, um, uh, what's his what's the main character's name the the white guy, um, I forgot his name. I don't know, but he's in Sopranos. Yeah, he like that character in Sopranos is the who it's based. On. I don't know who what exact character in Sopranos it is, but like there's a character in Sopranos. Yeah, whose life whose life is based on that movie? So like, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, there we go. That's his name. I think he plays the uncle or something. I think he's in Game of Thrones also. Yeah, he's also uh, he's in like Eastern Promises and all that stuff. He's like he's a big actor. He's a big actor. Yeah. But like I've heard like his character, like the things that he does, like uh, isn't all the way true, and like they kind of made him out to be the white the savior. white savior. Like like if you look at. Like the Blind Side, or you look at—I didn't see Hidden Figures. I haven't seen Hidden Figures. I but, haven't either. But like, I think it's like the same thing. I think I saw Hidden Figures with my family, and they—they they try their best to be like, "Yeah, these women, these women did this," but because they had the help of these yeah. white guys over here. And, yeah, it's, and so it's so like it's it's not upsetting to me because I mean I don't have a personal connection with the movie Hidden Figures or anything, but it does suck when you see like you're trying to give credit where it's due, but these filmmakers can't do it without yeah, exactly. shoehorning in their, and then their know, white like the savior in there. It's yeah. like, nah, dude, the Green Book, this is the movie. You need to watch it. It's yeah. like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny, too, because, like, when you, when the Academy votes, like, it's, like, all the directors vote for best director. And, like, really? all of, yeah, all of the, the cinematographers vote for cinematography. Like, they nominate. And so once a certain, like, amount of, Votes get to like let's say 1917 for best director. Once Sam Mendes reaches a certain amount of voting, then he becomes an official nominee. Mm -hmm. And so like, like if someone nominates uh, the Safdie Bros for Uncut Gems, and someone puts them in number one, and then a lot of people don't put them like they put them number three, number four, he doesn't get as much votes or they they don't recognize them at all. He might have more number one votes, but not enough okay. to be nominated. And so. Maybe like a Green Book, people like it. They're like, oh, that's a good movie. Let's nominate that for Best Picture. Right. And, and so. Green Book beat out Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice for Best Picture. Yeah. So it easily could have gone to Black Klansman. Easily could have <laughs> gone there. They, dude, like Spike Lee, come on. Like it's funny because when. Um, Even The Favorite. The Favorite's a really good the movie. The Favorite was my favorite of the nominees last year it's it's so good um but um i think that the way it was going the momentum i was like oh roma's gonna win and i'm happy roma's gonna win right and then like you know when they're they take out the envelope and they're about to announce the winner i'm like oh it's gonna be roma and then like green book it's like okay like it's fine which I is what happened this year parasite parasite yeah. started getting on a roll and i was hoping like 
Did I not say 1917? Even though I really like 1917. I, lo- I love movie. 1917. I think it's great. It's a great war movie. It's a great film. Um, but the momentum and like <coughs> how important it would be for Parasite to win, I was like, they're not going to give it to them. Yeah. Especially after they won international, best international film. I was like, okay, they're going to split the vote. They're going to give this to Parasite so they can win. They can have something. And then they're going to give it to 1917. I think mm-hmm. it was just undeniably like the best movie there. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, it, okay. it just is. The only movie I was happy that would have been happy with being it was Little Women. I, okay. That is my my favorite of these best picture ones. So we have Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Parasite. Right. Um, For me, I love Little Women. So... I was like making a joke with my dad because he was watching it. I was like, they're going to announce Little Women. And then it's, it's like, no, they're not. I'm like, I know they're not. No. But just like, I want them to. But um, I love, I mean, I really like all of these. I, I love Except the Irishman. For, yeah, I, the Irishman, I feel like, should have won Best Editing. It was, you know, and it didn't win. It's, like, it's fine, whatever. Whenever but, I watched the Irishman, I finally got down to watching it. I had to like look up a, a where to take breaks at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a super long. What is it? Three hours three and hours like, so like long, thirty minutes, three hours and forty mm-hmm. minutes. It's a super long. Well, the way I mean, I guess it was me. Like I watched it, and like it was over, and I was like, "Oh, shit!" Like three hours and thirty minutes just flew by. Mm-hmm. And so, like to me, like that just like that's great editing right there. Like because I didn't feel like it dragged. I didn't feel like I was like checking my time. I was checking my watch or anything. Like just like every scene seemed so important, seemed so necessary. And so right. like I figured like, oh, they're gonna win best editing. They didn't, obviously, but, you know, who won Best Editing? Best Editing was for... Um, yeah, uh, it was for 4 v Ferrari. Oh, okay. 4 v I mean, good editing. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's more of the racing scenes that I got. That I got it the best editing. But, okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah, any thoughts on, like, any of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture? I knew once upon a time Hollywood wasn't gonna get it. Anything? That's... She like, sorry, listen. I love that movie so much. That's my yeah. favorite Tarantino movie. Like yeah. I saw it. I didn't even see it in theaters. Like you did? No, I saw it on Blu-ray. I don't remember what I saw. I saw it with my friend. I think that's the most fun Tarantino movie, like ever. Like, yeah. It's so. I don't. I don't know. It's so. It feels fresh, because like it just feels like a chill movie. Like you're yeah. just hang. It's it's a hangout movie. Yeah. I think. And, and it's so funny. Like, Brad Pitt deserved Best Supporting Actor. My opinion, I was like, no, it has to go to him. Mm-hmm. I loved him in that movie. Like, I think he made that movie. Like, okay, so you have DiCaprio in it, and then you have Brad Pitt. DiCaprio, he's like, okay, it's going to be the star of that movie. But no, like, Brad Pitt is, like, he's so he's so good. He's so likable. the show in, like, every scene he's in. He's so likable. He was just the perfect cast for that. Yeah. For that role. I love them in that. It was kind of different for him, too, for what he like usually does. Yeah. Exactly. I was hoping Ad Astra was going to get yeah. a nomination somewhere because I saw that and I was like, if Brad Pitt deserves an Oscar, I feel like it's Ad, Ad Astra. Astra. Yeah. I mean, because his performance in that, like, the movie, I really liked the movie. But I think I have to rewatch it again because I don't know if I was like. We right. to watch the first time, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we watched. And so, like, uh, I was like, I really like this movie. I think I just got to give it another try. And I haven't given him another try, but I think his performance mm-hmm. in Ad Astra is so nuanced, so quiet, but like, it's just, 
I, I feel like it to me it's one of his best performances like do it, just everything do it his facial expressions he emotes so much with like saying so little right they're sure that the narration like tells you a lot right but take out that narration and you can understand beat for beat what he's feeling what he's thinking in his head because of his his acting and so I mean I mean I probably need to rewatch it again that movie yeah. just confused me but the cinematography is gorgeous. I it's don't know. Amazing. I don't know how it didn't get nominated for best cinematography. It's amazing. To be honest, Hoyt Man. Just Hornimer. the first like ten minutes alone is like yeah. breathtaking. Breathtaking. So he was up against Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. So mm. he did have some like stiff competition. Mm. Um, I probably would have still gone with Brad Pitt from these three, but I love Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Um, yeah. He's great nah, in the he's two popes. So good, dude. He's great in the two popes, and I love Joe Pesci. I think Joe, this is that Joe was, Pesci that's in tough, the average. Honestly, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I still would have gone Brad Pitt. Yeah, I probably would have just... gone Brad Pitt too. I mean, yeah, I mean, he has like some killer fucking award speeches, like in his. Yeah, he's so cool, dude. Yeah, he's just like a cool man. Um, I guess we can uh, talk about best actor Joaquin and his speech a little bit, maybe. You know. He's been uh, he's been very vocal about is- the key issues that's going on, like whether that be with uh, my- like minorities, like in the film industry, or um, being like an advocate for like animal rights and all that stuff. I feel like that's cool. I really like that. It was really cool using his platform. So I think more actors need to do that in general. Yeah, they I guess. Don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think like there certainly has to be more, but like the burden of like you taking on an issue like that is kind of like it's kind of crazy for you to like like if Leonardo DiCaprio would have won he probably would have talked about like environmental the environment, stuff yeah. but if Adam Driver would have won like he probably would have like it's fine like he's thanking his people like it's an award right. you know? it's yeah. an award show stuff that's true. that's true you know so it's kind of like unfair to like put that like on like if Joaquin does it like everyone has to do it that's true yeah maybe yeah. they don't need to do it maybe they just need to they can show it they can, they can show it. it exactly like when alright more show they need to talk about it yeah. really well, that's but what it, everyone got all mad at Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson last year for that's, essentially doing the same thing. She what was did it with Captain Marvel. Yeah, where yeah. she said she doesn't want, she's done doing a press because she doesn't need a old white dudes uh, telling her what kind of movies they like or what movies they want to see because it's not for them. Yeah. Right. And essentially, Joaquin said the same thing. He just said it in less. It's just, it's basically both of them saying that. These movies need to be watched and viewed and reviewed by everybody, not just white men in their forties and fifties. Yeah, and I mean, but everyone jumped on her for that. Yeah, and everyone praised Joaquin. There's points there, but I feel like um, she was maybe just a tad bit pandering to because I remember she's talking about like uh, black woman uh, mm-hmm. reviewers more, and then I just felt like she's a white woman. Obviously, like black women don't don't get like the respect they deserve in the film industry, and I agree one hundred percent. But it's just like it's weird coming from her, like a white yeah. woman in a big Marvel movie, right? It's okay. kind of weird. It's she's using her platform, which is great, but I feel like you should show it more than you need to like talk about it, like. And I didn't like Captain Marvel. <laughs> okay, See, so. I kind of like Captain Marvel too. And when people were like hating, I was like, "This one ain't that bad." Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw it. I saw Captain Marvel, um, not to like sidetrack and talk about Brie Larson or anything, because I love Brie Larson. I love Brie Larson. Yeah, but me like, too. Um, Captain Marvel to me was like, I think it was super great for what it was, but is it 
the best? Is it the best tier of Marvel movies? No. Is it no. the, is it the worst? No. No, Thor takes that spot. Yeah. yeah so so does take that spot. So it's like, it's 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 fine. It's great. It was like a buddy cop movie. I respected yeah. it. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, and so I think it's I think it's fine. But yeah, um, and for Joaquin Phoenix as best actor, the Joker. That was the only award I would have been happy with the Joker getting was yeah. for Joaquin. Yeah. For best actor. It's like a Joaquin thing to do too, honestly. It is. Um, I don't know if you've seen You Were Never Really Here. Yep. It was last year, I think, right? Was it last year? 2017. Was it the one with the ghost? Um, no. No, he's like, it's kind of like, um, he's like a handyman for the mob and he like protects girls. He, they get like a, he gets hired to go save the girl from a brothel basically. But he's probably just as tortured in that movie as he is in I, Joker. I feel like, because I like him in the Joker. Right. I think he's great. But what he does in You Were Never Really Here is, I feel like, miles. Not just in, like, the way he... Because in the Joker, he's, like, very, like... Mannerisms are Mannerisms and everything. He's, like, he's bulky in, in You Were Never Really Here. And he's so, like, intimate and he's so quiet but like when he explodes like you're scared of him mm-hmm. like you're just scared of him and he doesn't do anything and he's like super tortured just like the joker it was like it kind of had the same narrative beats he had a mom mm-hmm. like um he's taking care of his okay. mom whatever but like you would never really hear his performance i feel like he should have gotten recognition for it okay that and like my favorite performance of his is her still i love her yeah. yeah but um but yeah um, I would have been I my I was going for Adam Driver like Adam Driver and Marriage Story. I remember when I watched it, I was like, "This guy deserves an Oscar." Um, a lot of people thought Antonio Banderas was going to come out of nowhere, and uh, and snag that award because I still haven't seen Pain and Glory. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Like, no, yeah, hopefully I'll see it soon. I've heard it's really good. Leonardo DiCaprio is great. In Once Upon a Time, uh, he was great. I don't think he deserved Best Actor. Though. Best Actor. I mean, you could have replaced him with Adam Sandler, maybe. Or yes, you could have. Or I mean, I I don't know because I love Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Me too. I don't know who you would have taken out. I still haven't seen a turn. I love Jonathan Price in Two Popes, but if you were to take out someone, I prob. I mean, I haven't seen Pain and Glory, but I'd probably take out Jonathan Price from the ones okay. that we've seen. But because I love Adam Sandler and Not Good Gems. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I loved I love that movie. Yeah, it it's got like, cut out. It got shut out. I don't know why. Got snubbed. Let's face it. Yeah. It got snubbed. Yeah. Best score. Honestly, best picture. I feel like to me, yeah. Best actor. Best actor. Best director. Best directors. Best director. Yeah, me, yeah. yeah, Uh, I rewatched Good Time. Oh, yeah. Three days ago, and I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait till Uncut Gems comes out on Blu ray. Yeah. Watch it again. Yeah, man. I I love Good Time, but like when I saw Uncut Gems, I was like, okay, this is the movie that's going to put them on the map. People are gonna love this movie, and it's like the same thing as Good mm-hmm. Time. Well, like, they got like the most, like, didn't they hit something for the most um, sales in an independent movie? It could. I mean, right, I think they? it did. I feel like so. recently they got that. But they they won the Independent Spirit Award. Yeah. It was like the day before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It was on Saturday, and they uh, they won best best director. I think best so. director, and then he got best, best director. actor, right? Yeah, they did that speech where they were like interrupting yeah. each other the whole time. That's cool. They're slowly getting up there. It yeah. Take maybe another movie, but like this one should have done it, honestly. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully soon. It movie. was. I think um, Parasite was the best movie of twenty nineteen, but I think my favorite movie was Uncut Gems. Okay. Easily, like I love that movie so much. Like, 
it's just a, a, like a freak of a movie. It's so weird. Like the, sometimes, like at the beginning, the score is like super loud and obnoxious. You don't know why it's doing that, mm-hmm. but then like you realize the whole movie's like that. The whole, whole yeah. movie's obnoxious. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. typical New York style. It's like everyone's obnoxious, loud. The streets, like the cars, and I just love that about it. Like the sound, the sound design. For one, they talked about in like an interview. It's amazing, just the way they capture like New York, yeah. the way the score goes into it, just like the directing. It's so awesome, dude. It's like an awesome movie. It's I think it's pitch perfect for what they wanted it to be. Right, exactly. And like they're such what, creative directors. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're like I was telling you a couple of days ago, like they're so young, and they're so like I feel like they just love what they're doing, and so like they bring a lot of energy into that. Yeah. And so. Like, it shows. Like, it shows, like, the, the energy, especially in Uncut Gems. Like, they bring a lot of new things to them. Because, like, like, so many people are like, yeah, I saw Uncut Gems, but, like, it was too, like, intense for me. Like, it's giving me too much anxiety, so I, I didn't like it. But I'm like, no, bro, it's kind of cool. I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> that was a point. I mean, they, they wanted you to feel yeah, that way. Bro, but, like, I don't know. It got snubbed. I just, I just like the Safety brothers can, like, make... It seems like they can make anybody give a great performance. Right. Yes. Because... I was when I first saw the first trailer for Front Cut Gems, I just saw Adam Sandler. I was like, I was like, it's Adam Sandler, but <laughs> he can make good. He's made Punch Drunk Love, yeah, made Spanglish, yeah, like that movie, and then the one that's on Netflix with Ben Stiller, the Merowitz yeah. stories. I, I think I haven't seen that one either. That one's pretty good too. Yeah. But I had saw Good Time and I was like, I hated Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh, I, really? used, I used to hate Robert Pattinson, and now I'm the biggest fan of him because he did Good Time. He did. The Lighthouse, High Life. Yeah. He's doing Tenet. I still haven't seen High Life. I need to see High Life. I haven't seen High Life. He did The Rover a couple years back, too, I think is what it's called. Um, He's up, I mean, he's he's doing great stuff. He's choosing his stuff great. And, like, now that he's finally going to be, you know, in Tenet, in the Batman, like, he's the Batman. Oh, my gosh. He's coming from Twilight. Like, he's grown so much. That's just so cool. Like, Like, he's like one of those. He could be one of those actors who's like, okay, he comes from Twilight and does a bunch of other mm. okay movies. That's what the rest of them did. Right? Yeah. But no, he chose, like, no, nah, I want to do cool movies. And that's what he's doing. Yeah. All of that. So, I mean, anything else you guys want to talk about in the Oscars? I mean, best uh, best uh, uh, actress in a leading role, it went to Renee Zellweger. I still haven't seen Judy. I feel like that's their green book right there. Maybe, maybe I guess so. One cause... of my friends made a, a joke, and he said, it's crazy that they gave Renee Zellweger... Uh, an Oscar for playing who she played uh, is uh, Judy, Gar- Judy Garland, Garland, yeah. Garland but they never gave Judy Garland an Oscar yeah for they didn't and so I'm because some people were saying that like it was like their like this was their debt like they had to pay for like Judy like they gave it to they gave it to Judy but right. it was to Renee Zellweger like, so I don't know I mean people were saying her performance is great I still haven't seen Judy so I can't really have an opinion on it mm-hmm. but um I've seen three Saoirse Ronan is amazing in Little Women Scarlett Johansson is amazing in Marriage Story. And I've seen Bombshell. A lot of people like it. But I think Charlize is great in Bombshell. I still haven't seen Harry yet. But I feel like if I have to choose between them three, it would be either either Scarlett or Saoirse. Mm. But Saoirse is like four nominations deep. And she's she's so young. And like she mm. hasn't like... She was my favorite. She was who I wanted to win for that. I yeah. loved Little Women. I loved everything about that movie. Whenever it came to picking what my favorites were, it was between The Lighthouse and Little Women. Yeah. And the whole reason Little Women beat Lighthouse out for me is because that cast, all of them. It's great. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I mean, we could talk about that. We could talk about the actress in the supporting role. Uh, Laura Dern won it. 
Um, but she was uh, nominated with Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, Scarlett Johansson again for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Now, I love Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. I think she should have won. But Florence Pugh in Little Women is so lovable. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's just picture perfect in Little Women. She steals the show a lot. She movie. steals scenes. Like, she's in scenes with with Meryl Streep. She's in scenes with Laura Dern, Saoirse Ronan, and all you can focus on is Florence Pugh. She commands the screen. Same thing with, like, in Midsummer or Midsummer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would pronounce it. I don't know. Midsummer. I, Mids- I don't know. I just call it Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she, I feel like she's going to be one of the greats. But um, I did see Bombshell again. Margot Robbie's performance in Bombshell gave me chills and brought me to tears. Like, she was great in Bombshell, in my it. opinion. I mean, I don't know. But obviously for me, it was between Florence Pugh and Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad that Laura Dern won because I love Laura Dern. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone was upset. Yeah, dude. Everyone loves her. Everyone loves to feel the Dern a little bit, you know. Um, best animated feature, Toy Story 4. I that think was, it was That was going to win. I think it was kind of obvious. It wasn't going to be Missing Link or Claws. Okay. <laughs> I Lost My Body. If you haven't seen I Lost My Body on Netflix. Oh my gosh, you it is so Dude, great. It's so good. It's um it's the writer of Amelie. I don't know if you guys seen Amelie, it's a French film. Oh, that one from like the early late 90s. Yeah, yeah. I love Amelie and same same writer. Um the score for this is so beautiful. It's so hypnotic. The I score know, you don't watch it and so the animation good. is like it's very creative, but just the story it's just so good. I would fully recommend I Lost My Body on Netflix. It's a movie, right? It's a movie. It's a film. It's okay. like an hour and it's an hour and thirty. It's not too bad. But I still haven't seen Claws and Missing Link. I've heard people talk like great things about Claws and Missing Link. Um, have you seen any of them? I know. I've seen How to Train Your Dragon, Toy Story Four. Yeah. I've seen Claws. I've not seen Missing Link or I Lost My Body, but when I saw the trailer Missing Link, I was like, Well that's that's not gonna win. <laughs> it shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. but Toy Story yeah. 4 is the obvious choice. Even if you yeah. are tired of them, it's if a Toy Story gets released, expected to win some yeah. awards. Oh, yeah. It's funny, too, because a lot of people were like, this could be the year that a Pixar isn't going to win. I'm like, guys, like that's all the Academy watches. Like, like <laughs> just like DreamWorks and Pixar. Like, I mean, like Kubo and the Two Strings came out a couple years ago. That's I was a like, great movie. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is... Did it win? I don't think it won. No. No, so. and so I was like, okay, then they're not going to, you know... I'm not gonna give it many attention to that. Cinematography, Roger Deakins in 1917 was the winner. Obviously, because of the the one shot throughout the whole <coughs> movie. Um, you've seen uh, we have all we've all seen it. Um, I feel like if 1917 wasn't on here, I feel like The Lighthouse should have won. Yes, The Lighthouse of cinematography is immaculate. She does. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips from it. Yeah, I just feel like even just the clips. It's so creative. For that reason alone, just it looks so different from the rest of the films. Yeah. Should have won probably. Yeah. Um, great. It was nominated with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, and The Irishman. Right. I think they're all well shot. Yeah. The reason why I'm happy with Roger Deakins won is because he's a cinematographer for Blade Runner 2049, yes. and that movie's phenomenal. That movie's shot phenomenally. I. I it's amazing. I, it's funny too because when we, I think when you watched the trailer, I watched the trailer and I was like, "Have you seen the new 1917 trailer?" And he watched it. I'm like. Bro, the first frame or something, you were like, is this Roger Deakins? Bro, no, because I was in my bed just watching a YouTube or whatever, and yeah. I got an ad for this war movie, and these people walking down this 
little bunker uh-huh. first shot is this Roger Deakins? <laughs> and I looked up what the movie was between 1917 and it didn't say like the, said the movie was coming out it said all the actors directors it didn't say Roger Deakins for the cinematographer like okay he's not in it and I just typed in Roger Deakins he's gonna be the cinematographer for 1917 I was like no way dude. yeah no way he has such a distinct style it's the lighting it's the light it's everything it's, it's um I feel like He's been nominated so many times and never won. And his first Oscar was for Blade Runner 2049, which is, I think, his his masterpiece. Yep. Like, the way his cinematography yep. is. But, like, you look at, like, No Country for Old Men. You look at... Um, Sicario. Sicario. Prisoners. Prisoners. Like, even all, like, a lot of the Denis Villeneuve stuff. But, like... All those hanging... Yeah. Hanging shots. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, it's that man loves his pans. Yes. He loves his pan outs. Oh, yeah. And it's it's kind of just, like... I'm glad he's getting another Oscar. Like he, he deserves it. Like he is, he's been doing such. He has a great, or he has a great body of work. He Just hasn't the flare scene alone, honestly, like with the flares going up and mm. coming down and the lighting, just like, bro, that dude's a genius. He's a genius. Like, come on. Watching that video and how they like made yeah. that shot was cool. Yeah. The guy on the yeah, it's really, it's really the cool. bike like following, chasing him down oh with the camera. Oh my gosh, it's um, it's cool too because like during the awards. He was like thanking his like his focus uh, uh, puller like uh, he was na- naming a bunch of people who like don't get the recognition when it comes to cinematography. So he was shouting them out. So that's I think good. that's cool. Um, uh, directing, Bong Joon Ho. I thought it was gonna go to Sam Mendes. I thought they were gonna go to Sam Mendes route, but they went Bong Joon Ho. Um, it was Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino, Sam Mendes, and then Todd Phillips. I feel like you should have slid in Greta Gerwig in here instead of Todd. That's just me, because yeah. I love Little Women, and, and not a, all not, Todd Phillips did was watch Taxi Driver and <laughs> King Com- King of Comedy yeah. and make yeah. a movie. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig should have been in here, and or even Lulu Wang, or for the farewell. I love the farewell. It upset me when people were like, like Todd Phillips should not have been nominated for that, yeah. and then there were some people that were like, yeah, it's, it's too controversial. I'm like, it's not that like he's controversial. Yeah, he didn't do anything. It's just that whole thing was it's controversial. Don't go watch the joker no i don't i didn't buy it it's just more of like is it uh a, a great film it's a good film mm-hmm. it's all right <laughs> performance is great i think it was a nominee for best original screenplay also yes and i was like that's not a, it's is taxi it? driver yeah it's uh what is it nominated for it was fucking nominated for Okay, so it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. But still, like, it's, uh... Was it the Best Adapted Screenplay? No. Like, one of the best of five? I don't think so, no. You, I mean, uh, Jojo Rabbit won. I like, I love Jojo Rabbit. But I was hoping for Greta Gerwig. Like, she... Like, I, I wanted Little Women to win. So bad on this one. Because she wasn't nominated for Best Director or anything. But this was her. But Taika Waititi, great. I love him. Um... We can go to. We're skipping a lot, a couple of them, so we can kind of speed through this. But um, original score went to Joker, um, nominated with Thomas Newman for Nineteen Seventeen, Alexander Splat for Little Women, Randy Newman for Marriage Story, and John Williams for Star Wars. I feel like you should have added in Uncut Gems. He should have, and it should have won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly I'm biased, if, though, bro. I love the score yeah. for Uncut Gems. It's yeah. so amazing. It's great, and like I think you would have. No disrespect to Mr. 
John Williams, but like. Cumberbatch, it's John Williams. It, it's John Williams. I, I, I he's great. I he's love great. John Williams. I just feel like every time he makes a score, it's like, it's Oscar worthy. And like, I don't, I don't choose to believe that a certain person is like perfect in every right. way. And so like, just add in, just add in Uncut Gem score, yeah, you know? Yeah. I'm like, why can't you just do it? Um, we can go to Best International Film, Parasite. Editing went to Ford B. Ferrari. Um, uh, I think those are the, the big ones. All right, so we can talk about Parasite now? Yeah, I mean, if we want, we can give a little right. mini review of Parasite because it is the big winner. It's a big deal, a Korean film. All the right. first non-English film to win Best Picture. What are your um, first thoughts when you saw the movie? Um, I thought it was amazing. Well, yeah. I was... I was kind of speechless by it. Yeah. It was just a phenomenal film to watch. Just to see it, like, I think anyone that watches it on first viewing can, like, resonate with every little detail of that movie, especially if you catch everything in it. It's, um, I feel like it's, it's one of those movies where it takes the world by storm. Like, when, when you're watching it, you realize, like, maybe, like, halfway or whatever, like, Whatever you realize it in the movie, you realize, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm watching something special. And, like, I remember, you know, when they go down. and This is a spoiler spoiler section. If you haven't spoiler seen Parasite, like, go watch it first, come back, and then, you know, yeah. just a heads up. But just, like, whenever they go down into the, into the bunker and things change, you realize this is... I'm watching something amazing and something super creative. Like, I, I had no idea where I was going at yeah. all. Like, I had no idea. I was just taking along this roller coaster. And Bong Joon-ho, like, deserves all the credit in the world, like, for just controlling that film so well. And, like, for all the unexpected things that would happen, like, they're not to the point where it's like, okay, that's random. It's, it's with purpose, with... With with the that goes along with the uh, the themes of the movie, like I think it's just a film that not only resonated with me really bad, but like or really good, but resonated with a lot of obvi- audiences and obviously with the voters. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy when it won Best Feature. Me too. You know? I think something he does really well is that he never makes you know it's a social commentary on higher class, lower class, but he never does. He does a perfect job at like not making you hate the higher class and not making you hate the lower class because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a part in the movie where the thunderstorm happens, the rainstorm happens, and all the rich families, it just shows you the one rich family, they're up on top just watching the rain, enjoying it, and then you have the people, like, who are slumming it, yeah. you know, they're all terrified because their houses are getting flooded. Yeah. It's all sewage water. And then the next morning, I think he's driving the, the wife and she's like, oh, like, look how... Look how beautiful it is now. Thanks to all that rain last night. Yeah. And he's just, he's just all distraught by it because his life is, his house was ruined by it. Yeah. And, and it goes to show you that, like, you know, unless unless you ask someone how they're doing, you don't know what's happening in their life. Exactly. It and shows, like, I think it shows more than, like, the two levels of, like, the two families. Yeah. It showed, so, like, the rich family, obviously, mm-hmm. the poor family with the half basement, mm-hmm. and the other family in the, in the basement with you know, yeah. and they're just trapped there. And yeah. it shows you, like, all three different kind of perspectives that I think not 
a lot of movies on, on this topic do. They mm-hmm. show you the poor family. They show you the rich family. They don't show you the poorest family. Yeah. Like, who's, like, struggling, like, immensely. Yeah. yeah. And you might not ever think about it, but I think it perfectly captures it, dude. They're yeah. literally in a basement. Yeah. And, and, okay, so you talk about when, like, the movie started to turn for you. Yeah. So, like, when, like, the old housekeeper, she gets on a little camera and she's like, I need to come inside. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, it's really important. And, like, just that whole night when they're, like, spending the night in the family's house. Oh, man. And then she comes in and she like, brings food down to the... You're like, yeah. all right, bro. Yeah. It's already turned. It's like, this movie's getting wild now. Why? And, like, it's funny because I got... Um, when we watched it yesterday, the my professor, Professor Kim... Um, shout out to Professor Kim. He's uh, he's from South Korea. And so he's worked on a lot of, like, Korean stuff. And so he was, like, introducing the film. And then afterwards, he had, like, a little Q&A. He's like, I didn't work on it, but, like, just I can teach you about the, the Korean culture and That's all so that stuff. Cool. And, like, just stuff that I picked up on the movie that maybe a lot of people didn't. And so, like, someone asked him, like, why is it called Parasite? And it's he, would, like, responded with, like, I feel like Parasite is, like, money. And so, like, the way money, like, kind of, like, like, not like changes people but like you see how like the main family like the poor family um how once they do get money and how they start treating like the old servant and then how she's just like asking like can you just bring down food and she's like calling the cop you know like they have money now and they're like living in this house or staying in the house in this and like he explained it how more eloquently like of course but he was like i think money is the parasite in this film like money is parasite you know everywhere and so i thought that was like a cool way of looking at it i never thought about it that way but it kind of opened my eyes a little bit yeah so like throughout the whole movie like the rich family like ew like they smell why do they smell that and then the poor family goes out and be like oh no they they're like squeezing their nose too because like they smell so like it shows you the tears yeah you know it shows you the classes the class level which i thought was really interesting the smell i think is very telling of what bonjour Ho wanted to do the yep. smell like every time uh, like the dad, the, the the rich dad would talk about like um, the poor dad um, about like how he smelled. Why do they smell? Why do they smell so much? They have the same smell. Same, and it's it's funny too because at the very end it hit me at the very end when um, when the the dude that lives uh, in the basement goes ballistic and he starts mm. just stabbing like everyone right he starts killing everyone and when um, the uh, the man, the rich dad was like give me the keys like asking for the keys. And the keys end up like going underneath the, the the crazy dude, and he kind of flips him over, and he just smells him, and he's just like, that's the first thing. He's just like, oh, this is this smells so bad. Not thinking about the current situation, like still focusing on the smell. And so, whenever you see, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, uh, the main one. Yeah, the main one. Um, he sees that, and like he's been seeing that the whole movie, or he's been realizing that like he just he's just focusing on like their smell, like there's. Someone just got stabbed. They're getting people are getting murdered, and all they can think of is just, oh, this just smells bad. And it's like, like hell yeah, like like that's I think to me it's like Bong Joon Ho's like saying like, dude, like eat the rich, like just like fucking like 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 why are they thinking this way when there are bigger things going on? It's just when you get to a certain Kang Ho song. Kang yeah, okay, song, yeah. yeah. And he's in he's in a lot of like he's so good, yeah. dude. But um, but yeah, it's like when you get to a certain class level or a certain amount of wealth, it's like. Your empathy for other people just diminishes, it just goes away. So, like, they touch on the subject. Like, they're worrying about the smell. They're not even worried, okay, this guy's crazy. 
It's killing people. Yeah. I was seeing my basement. <laughs> yeah. What's happening? It's yeah. just like, nah, that fool smells. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, too, because, like, the crazy dude was, like, idolizing this man. And he, like, when he's, like, when the key's under him, he's just, like, hey, like, uh, like. That's another thing. Respect man. or something. He was, like, talking to him. And all the other dude could think about was the smell. And it's, like, the dude was been idolizing. People don't like you. They don't like you. They don't care about you. No matter how much you idolize him, and that's what Bong Joon Ho like, was like. He's in the like. basement, turning on the lights, and I'm like, "Master, he thinks he's like his master, dude." Yeah, and so, I mean, any, any other thoughts you want to talk about Parasite? The Rock. The Rock. The Rock is a mm-hmm. great thing. What are you thinking? I I read the other day because someone asked why it floats. Yeah. Like, and they're yeah. like, because it's hollow. It's like it's hollow, just like how they word it. I think it just shows you that, like, how money, wealth will make a person hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you have the, the rich, the higher tier family that are nice people in the movie. They're not mean by any sorts. You know, yeah. they do the people in the middle class have probably smell, maybe. I and mean, they live, like, in kind of like. Yeah. I think the previous night before that, they're in the sewage water all yeah. night, so yeah. they will. But once that middle class family becomes, like, a little. Higher up, you have the higher class family looking down on the middle class family, and then you have that middle class family looking down on the bunker people just because they're getting like a little taste of what living a high life kind of is like. Yeah. Which is, I like that he used like stairs and stuff as yeah. like big motifs in the movie. You know, you have the nice house that's on a hill that overlooks the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. You have, you can't even get to that house unless you walk the two little staircases that take you to it. And then when the person living in the basement sees the kid at night. The little kid sees him. He doesn't go past the staircase. Yep. It's just his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can look at all this, but you aren't allowed to... To be a part of it. Be a part of it. Yeah, and it's so... Um, one thing about The Rock, it's funny because uh, Bong Joon-ho was at a Q&A the other day about Parasite, and they asked him, like, what's the deal with The Rock? I'm like, what's the symbolism? And it's funny, he starts laughing, and he's like, it's just a rock. And it's like... It's a funny answer, but, like, if you look deeper into, like, just that response, like, it is just a rock. Mm -hmm. And, like, the rich people, like, oh, it's, like, they just, or not the rich people, just, like, the poor family. Like, they use it as, like, this is going to be, like, our future. Like, this is, like, our good luck charm. This is going to bring us fortune and everything. And then once, um, or you realize, like, it's just a rock. Like, it's not going to give you anything. It's, like. It floats. It's not a, even a real rock. Like, it's not. Like, it's hollow. It's like, like an ornament. It's an ornament. And, like, for the rich people, it's just an ornament that they have. Like, it doesn't mean anything to them. But to this, like, poor family, it's, like, everything. Right. And, like, and some people were saying, I think it was in the same thread of that Twitter, because I think I did see that. Like, that's why when the kid gets hit with the rock, like, he survives it, because it's it's not real. Like, it's, it's like, not dense or whatever. But, like, um, I think it's, like, super fascinating, the symbolism that he uses. He uses a lot of lines, too. Like, my professor was talking about lines in the movie, how every time they would show the rich family and the poor family together, they would have lines separating them at all times. Like, if you watch it again, Mm -hmm. you can see them. Like, they never cross that line. Even they have lines in the movie where, like, the rich dad's like, every time he's about to cross that line, like, he doesn't. And so, like, not only is he showing it, he's, like, in through the dialogue, he's, like, telling them. They never, they're never going to cross that line. Anytime they're in the cars together, they're always on opposite yeah. ends, too. Opposite ends. Like, they're never right behind each other. Like, they're never going to cross that line. And so, that just, I think, like, like the stairs. Like, Bong Joon-ho is, like, so great with symbolism. Yeah, I think my favorite one was the roaches. 
Yeah. Even in the poor grandma's house, open the door, the lights turn on, roaches scatter. Yeah. And and so like talking about yeah, like we're like a bunch of roaches, mm-hmm. and they become the roaches when they're trying to escape the house and the parents. When the rich family finally comes home, yeah. they're scattering on the ground. The lights turn on, and they're trying to move as fast as they can. I love that, dude. Yeah. They're literal roaches to them. They're trying yeah. to leave, dude. They're, they get out. They have to go they're the, down the stairs. Like, in, down in that the moment, stairs. they were the parasites, you know? Because, like, yeah. cockroaches are parasites. So, like, mm. they were the parasites. I love that. It's yeah. so beautiful, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't catch it at first glance. You're like, oh, like, they're the roaches. It's a movie that sits with you, and, like, you have to kind of process right. and, like, think about what you just watched and and just like guess talk about it because like you know if you don't talk about it you kind of it just stays in with you you know mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. uh, any closing thoughts on Parasite mm, if you haven't seen it go see it but like why are you hearing us talk <laughs> yeah. about it yeah if you haven't seen if it if you're sorry I mean I mean, we warned I'm you sorry, sorry but yeah go, go watch Parasite what about you yeah just great movie like it needs to be watched by everybody yeah um that was our little mini review of Parasite. Um, I guess now uh, we can move on to movie news a little bit. I know, kind of shifting gears, um, everyone saw the Batman test footage. Yes. That's like the big thing. Robert Pattinson in the suit. He looks so good. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it looks like Daredevil. Um, it does, red it's, lighting. It's the leather, dude. It's leather suits and everything. But... Robert Pattinson's jaw. I was about to say that. He has the chin. Yeah, he does. It's his. Like, that's the cow and everything. It's just the way it fits around him. Like, that's Batman. I remember my friend said, he was like, he doesn't look like Robert Pattinson. Like, yes, he does. The jaw. <laughs> yeah, like, the jaw. That's Robert Pattinson, dude. Yeah. And even the eyes, too. It's like, yeah. Oh, he has those. Robert Pattinson has a great thing. Like, even good time. Like, those eyes. Mm-hmm. He can emote so much with those eyes. Yeah. yeah. The first thing my girlfriend noticed on him was his jaw. She's like, yeah. Like that jaw could kill. I'm like, uh, uh, kill me. I was, like, I was like, I hate to say it, but I, that was the first thing I thought too. Yeah, that jaw is is special. He has that superhero jaw, and yeah. but like, um, I wanna before we get into the the ears because I think they're hiding it for some reason. But the plate on his chest, people were saying it looks like a gun, and people were talking about like online saying that it's the gun that killed his parents, so he uses it as a plate symbolism yeah. there's a there's an old comic book i used to read a bunch of them there is one where <clears throat> for the chest plate he puts it underneath it because he says like the the weapon used to kill my family will be what protects me yeah and he puts it underneath the symbol so that's what people were thinking with yeah. that and which so, is cool i think it's cool i think it's really cool yeah. um a lot of people were still talking mess because whether you have any dc stuff you have Zack snyder stuff right. underneath like oh like no, this isn't what Zack Snyder's vision was, blah, blah, blah. And, or if this was Zack Snyder, y'all wouldn't have liked it, blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that's... I mean, I don't know. I, I What do you guys think of, like, the... I don't think it's true. The whole... Yeah. So Zack Snyder, y'all wouldn't like it. I mean, bro, like, it's... First of all, we're seeing Robert Pattinson as the Batman. So, like, I think that alone, we'd probably like it. Mm-hmm. If it was the same thing, we'd probably like it. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder or not, I don't care. I liked I liked the Ben Affleck whenever he first was yeah, shown in. Dude, I love I love the fight scenes in that movie. I love them so much. He's so big too. Yeah, and when like, he's working, I was like, bro, I want to work out. Right dude, now. he's so like grizzly and like more of like Frank Miller's Batman, where he's like super bulky and older. Mm-hmm. The, dark, like the, the Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, right? And so, um, I think I like the way that this is heading. And the way they framed it is that this is like beginning Batman, like yeah. starter. Because whenever I first saw the the mask, I was like, why is it all, like, threaded still? 
is because it's probably the starter. Yeah. Starter like mask. Years of being Batman, apparently. Yeah. And well, it's like it's, set in the 90s. Is it set in the 90s? I think so. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. But um, that, I want to go back to the stitching of, like, the cowl. Like, I don't know. To me, it gave off, like, like crazy vibes. You know, like, you ever seen, like, when um, people, like, sew those masks, like those Halloween masks, and they look kind of, like, scary? Like, he looks great, but, like, it looks like he has some, like, like a switch is not on right mm-hmm. in that like and just like in in the side profile you kind of see it but you see it more when the when they some people color correct it and you can like see his eyes and everything yeah and so i think it was a couple of weeks ago or months ago robert pattinson was talking about how like batman to him isn't a hero he's kind of like off his rocker like he's kind of mm-hmm. crazy like he's he's not there mentally and like if you think about it like he's you know he's a weirdo who dresses up as a bat and like terrorizes people yeah like if you look at it like in a plain sense you watched his parents get killed you watch his parents get killed so i mean a lot of stuff is gone i'm I'm really interested to see where matt reeves is going to take this story because i love the planet of the apes movies that he's done i think they're dawn of the planet of the apes is a masterpiece i just hope it's different it's like yeah you take on batman and the score for michael giacchino yeah is great it reminds me of like cowboyish you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's just like a theme like a this is the guy, you know? And it, like, like with the with the lighting and everything, it's, like, noir. Like, that's what they're going for. Detective. Detective, yep. And yeah. so I, I really want to see him, like, just solve, like, solve stuff. just Batman, like, kicking ass all the time. He's going to solve yeah. some shit. It's going to be cool, dude. I can't wait. And then when you think of, I don't, I, everyone, like, the Batman part's important, but you also got to have, like, the Bruce Wayne. Exactly. I think Robert Pattinson has Bruce Wayne. He can pull off the Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. True. And it depends on where they're going, because, like, the Christopher Nolan one, he's, like, very, like, unaware, he's very drunk, to kind of, like, combat, or not combat, just kind of just to hide, you know, in plain sight, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes, but, like, Robert Pattinson could definitely pull off a, a great Bruce Wayne. Just, um, even, like, I've seen some, like, images where he's, like, in a suit and tie and stuff like that, so he can definitely do it. Um... The ears, I guess. Bro, he's gonna be so good. Like the ears, yeah. I, I don't care about the ears. Honestly, yeah. do whatever with the ears. I think I'm they're gonna, gonna. I think they're gonna look like the Adam West ears. That the, like the little, ear? the little ears. Little ears. I I want like a combination of both. Like I don't want the. Well, look for me. Like if I had the best, but like I want them like just right. long as hell. Like, like the, with the with the cape just like, covering his entire body. I love that, but the visual, but like. Obviously, like, in a real-world sense, like, that wouldn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's, like, kind of like that, where it's, like, curved in a little bit, that would be kind of cool, too. I don't know. But they're hiding it for some reason. They don't want us to see it. They don't want us to react to it. But, but we'll think, see. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be great, too. Um, I can't wait. Um, anything else you guys want to add with the Batman test footage? No, it comes out... Um, uh, June 25th of 2021. So I'm assuming they're going to start production or mm-hmm. filming principal photography soon. Um, uh, I think that the cast is great. They have an all-star cast. They have Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright as com- uh, Commissioner Gordon, Paul Dano, the Riddler, and Colin Farrell's Penguin. So that's insane. That's insane. That Just that cast alone. And I mean, I, Colin Farrell's been having it up recently. So that's a... Yeah. 
a good sign. Yeah. I think that's a good sign. And um, I love Paul Dino. Paul Dino. I feel oh, like he's the Riddler. A... Wait, did you say yeah, the Riddler? Yeah, the Riddler. Whoa. It's like, like I'm imagining because we were talking about that earlier about when he's in Prisoners. Prisoners, yeah, man. And like he's singing that like Batman, the 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 Jingle Bells like Batman version. He's like, he's so menacing, but like he's saying it so, he's singing it so innocently, but like his intent is so menacing. Like if he does anything sort of like what he did in Prisoners, I feel like I, I'm 100 percent in. But he's also a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul Dano, he's like. I think he's a chameleon. Like, he can, any role, like, I think he can nail. So, I have a lot of faith in him. And then Jeffrey Wright, I love Jeffrey Wright. He's in a lot of stuff. He's like, I feel like with Commissioner Gordon, I feel like he could, he can play that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to be the new uh, Bond movie that's coming out. Uh, no Time to Die. I believe that's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, Zoe Kravitz, I think she's uh, a beautiful woman. And she could definitely play a great she's Catholic. gonna be Catholic. yeah dude, oh my yeah God, dude, like she go. she is i feel like born to play this role yeah she's awesome this is her role like i feel like she can nail everything about the character i i think i think this is perfect casting so i can't wait man and i love robert Pattinson. he's been showing us that he can day in and day out have a great performance you know in a great movie yeah so he gets the characters that he always plays. Yep. He brings a his take on it, and he's never the same. I feel like we're for something special, you know. So we'll see. We'll see next year. Well, I think he Matt Reeves mentioned something about Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So we might see some stuff at Comic Con. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So um, I do like that everyone's kind of shifted on Robert Pattinson because I remember when they got announced, everyone was oh, against yeah. it. <clears throat> Seems like after the test footage, everyone more on it now which yeah. is good it, it's funny too because people still refer to him as the Twilight guy yeah and like I'm like no 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 like watch Good Time watch uh, High Life watch The Lighthouse like um he he's a great actor and so when people like like I get it not a lot of audience members like watch like these types of movies like small independent films but if you have please do like they're really great and he's really great in them Good Time's on Netflix now Good so. Time's on Netflix yeah. go watch it it's great. Um, so that's coming out June 25th, 2021. Um, so um, I guess we can talk about upcoming films that are coming up that we're anticipating. Like, I know I'm anticipating Tenet. Tenet. Tenet, Christopher Nolan's new film. Again, Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, John David Washington is in it. But um, it's funny because we were talking about the, the six-minute clip that they showed in IMAX. Did you watch Star Wars when it came out? Yes. Did you, you watch, watch it in theater? Yeah, yeah. In IMAX or no? I only I saw it in IMAX though. Because it's funny because in IMAX they showed this like I don't know prologue. No, not a prologue. Which is like a six minute scene a, from a it. Scene from the movie. Scene from the movie in IMAX. And they played it like during the trailers. Yeah, so they they played. They were like, we're gonna show this thing for, for Tenet, and so they played it for us. And it's been a while since I've seen Star Wars, but that literally hasn't left my mind. The yeah, Tenet, man. like. We're in for something so like Inception meets, uh, it's a bunch of time. Memento, like, Memento, yeah. Like, it's like it's so crazy. Like, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but like, the way he messes with time, and the score is so great. I was about to say that the score when it kicks off. Oh like, my god! Oh, dude, it's so it, good. It it's just, so good. It's so tense because you don't know what's going on. Like, it, it's like a a scene. Like, right, we're in the middle, probably in the middle of the movie or in the beginning mm, or something. In the middle, yeah. And you, it just like starts, and it's like 
the score sets it off and you're in it and like you it does not let up like six minutes fly by dude you're like i want to watch it again. you're like oh my gosh yeah same thing with that happened with dunkirk like they showed the six minute yeah clip and it's an imax like imax yeah dude. i can't wait for that dune, dune is coming out this year i can't wait i'm a, i am the biggest Denis Villeneuve fan he is my favorite I'm director you, yeah my favorite director and i haven't read the dune series so i don't know what's me neither but the actors that they have on board timothy chalamet oscar isaac they have uh, Rebecca Ferguson. They have Zendaya, who's going to be in it. They have... Um, uh, okay, I did see this tenant clip. Tenant clip? Driving, yeah. When they're driving backwards, the car flips. Okay. And it like, reverses back. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the trailer, too. Um, <coughs> the trailer's great. I love that. Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't spoil anything. Goes right into it. I think it's, uh, it's going to be special. The, the visual effects in that is going to be great. But. It just looks like gorgeous too. It looks like amazing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm well, ready for it. Yeah, but with like Dune, like I feel like we're gonna get something like Blade Runner 2049 on steroids. I yeah. feel like we're getting. Yeah, true. Because like I've just heard of the lore of yeah. Dune, and it's like so rich. It's like it's, it's like so insane. People compare it to like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars mm-hmm. combined, and so um, I hear those two things, and I'm like, oh, and like, I'm Denis interested. Doing it too, and like, Denis. Yeah, and so I'm hoping people watch this because Blade Runner 2049 was not a box office success. No, but actually a bomb. It's a bomb. And so, like, the quality of film that's coming out and, like, studios are, like, trusting Denis. And so, like, with Christopher Nolan, like, you give him money and he'll make it back. But not a lot of people know Denis Villeneuve's stuff. And that sucks because he's literally created nothing but masterpieces in my Dude, opinion. I'm t- same. And so when you get a, like a film like Blade Runner 2049, which is so thematically relevant, which is so sh- like beautifully shot, which is beautifully acted, like in a big, it's, it's big budgeted. I'm assuming it's like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh yeah, like a it's super really, huge budget. And yeah. so like when it doesn't get the success, it's like it rightfully deserves. It's like, oh, it's like a gut punch. So, like, you're hoping he gives them another chance. And when they gave him Dune, it's like, all right, this is another chance to prove that he can be not only a great filmmaker who gets critically acclaimed, but box office success. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the main issue, box if, office If you're success. thinking about watching this movie or not watching this movie, just... Watch it in theaters. Go watch it in theaters. Please go watch other Denis films. Go watch yes. Mario. Please watch Blade Runner. Watch Prisoners. Enemy, Incendies, um, Arrival. Arrival is my favorite Denis Villeneuve film. It's and mine's probably Sicario. Yeah, mine's Blade Runner. Blade Runner. See, like, the, I, I wouldn't disagree. Those are my top three. So, like, go watch yeah. all those movies and then make your decision because he is one of the best filmmakers of our generation. Yeah, I think um, I forgot who named him filmmaker of the decade, but if you look at the decade, it started off with Incendies and went with uh, Prisoners. Enemy, uh, Sicario, Arrival, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He did that all that in a decade. Hmm. If you look at, like, it, I think it combats any of the best filmmakers. Like, if you look at like their decade, right? I think it's up there. Now, look, I'm biased. I love Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I'm biased too. But like, we've seen the movies. Yeah. So, like, and so, like, I study them. Like, if this is. We're not just telling you guys. No, no just go watch this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> No, please go watch these movies. I think it's a demand. <laughs> yes, it is actually. Yeah, if you don't watch this, you can't listen to the podcast. Bye. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please listen, please. But um, but um, I can't wait for Dune. 
all the actors have been saying that it's something they've never experienced before. The sets are huge. A lot of money is going into it. And I'm so. always ready for a Timothy performance. I love Timothy. I feel like he's going to be, or he already is. He's the next big thing. But his performance in Call Me By Your Name, a beautiful boy. Um, that man can act mm-hmm. and act well mm-hmm. and hold his ground with big name people. Like like uh, The King came out last year. I, I, I really like The King. Um, not a lot of people liked it that much. I get it, but he's great. He's so nuanced, and then he can explode when he needs to. I feel like Timothy is the next. He's it. Right. And I love Zendaya. I love her. Like in, in um, the, the HBO show uh, Euphoria, she's really great she's in really it. She's really good. Super man. good. Um, but um, the cast, surrounding cast that they have. Let me pull up the cast because the cast is. I don't know. Just the fact that the lore is so crazy, and they're just letting him have this movie. Yeah. And that's a big deal, like, because, you know, trusting a filmmaker like Denis, he can bring you a good movie, I feel like, but will it earn box office success? So they have Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, uh, David Dasmolchin, I forgot how to pronounce his name, but he's in a lot of Denis Villeneuve films. He's in Prisoners. He's in. Uh, main. He's like one of the villains and prisoners. Yeah, he's like the guy, the one that, uh, spoiler alert, shoots himself. <laughs> that dude. Um, he's really great. Man. Josh Brolin. Javier Bardem. They have. Uh, oh my God. Dude, like, th- this is a great cast. Like, I love Javier Bardem. Like, yeah, me too, man. And No Country for Old Men. He is, he is one of the best performances I've ever seen. So. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, this cast is star studded. And every single interview, they always ask them about, ask them about Dune, and they're saying that that we're in for a show. I hope the retreat. cast alone gets gets the people to the. the this is why man. you can't trust IMDb. It says Dune has a six point seven out of ten already. already. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you can't. See, like what, you can't trust. Yeah. What is that? Man? Don't do that. It comes out December eighteenth of this year. So, cinematography by Greg Frazier. He's the one that shot Rogue One. Um, I believe Hans Zimmer is composing the score. So this uh, this film is firing on all cylinders. Like if you're a film fan and you watch the actors, the director, the cinematographer, the composer, like everything should come out great. Now it just depends on if we watch it or not. So we'll see what happens. It'll be super interesting come December. I mean, the big issue with Blade Runner that a lot of people have was the length of the film. Yeah. And so I heard they were going to split this into two parts. I don't know if this is so true or not. I don't but know depending on the success of the first one, they'll do the second one. So please go watch it. Please go watch it. Please go watch the first one. We're probably gonna be talking about it more, like. Oh yeah. yeah. Once, once the I think in San Diego Comic Con because Warner Brothers is Batman and Doom. So their panel is probably gonna include some Doom stuff mm-hmm. and Tenet stuff too. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, that would probably be where you get like, all the main trailers for all this. Yeah, so Whoa. we'll get a lot of stuff from San Diego Comic-Con this year. When is that? Uh, June, July. Okay. It's in the summer. You'll probably get Dune yeah. trailers sooner. Yeah, a teaser maybe. That's true. Just all I need is a teaser. Year. That's all I need. Right. I need a feel for it. That's all I need. Because I'm sold. I'm going to be there. Opening night. IMAX. I'm going to be there. So... Same thing with Dune and Batman. But if we get little snippets of it and it's great, my hype levels will go up. 
I'm gonna need to control myself. You know. I can't control myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess um, anything, any other movie that you want to talk about that's coming out? I can't think of any right now that I'm like excited for. Everything uh, that came out kind of towards the end of the year. Yeah, I know Edgar Wright's coming out with the new movie too. It's supposed to be like a, a psychological thriller. I think that's what. Are you telling me that? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I love Edgar Wright. It's gonna be good. You know, we look at um, Hot Fuzz, uh, Shaun of the Dead, World's End. You look at Baby Driver. Like that man can knows how to make a movie. So um, can't wait for that. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing some stuff, but I mean, we can get to it another another episode. Um, I guess just like any recommendations, like what we've been listening to, what have we been watching? Mm. Anything you want to recommend to the people? I'm trying to think of shows I've finished. Yeah, not, I can go first if you want. Go um, it, I'll go. Um, I on Hulu. There's a show called Rami. I think it won an Emmy or something uh, for best show. I, I don't know what it won for, but I was like, I'll give it a shot. And that show is so great, so funny, so relatable, and like, it's about like a Muslim family of like a Muslim guy, and it's it's just so good. Like, it's an A24 production, too. So, it's a show. Um, it's on Hulu. Um, the main guy. I mean, let me look up his... Uh, his name is Rami in the show. But mm-hmm. let me look up his... I watched the first episode of the show when it came out. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember finishing it, though. But I remember liking it. So, it looks like, for this year, Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah. Fast and the Furious 9. Okay, yeah. Wonder Woman. The new Bond. Yeah. Quiet Place 2. Morbius, which I saw the trailer of that and didn't care for it. Oh, more. Oh, yeah. Isn't it going to be connected with the MCU? See, that's what I've heard. Because I saw Michael Keaton at the end of that trailer. Yep. And I think it is connected. They're finally Sony Marvel. So, so okay. So they're making a Sinister we'll Six. Plans. Yeah. Jennifer, yeah. her, Jared Leto, just yeah. full force, huh? <laughs> uh huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So those are a couple. Mulan comes out soon. I know that. Mulan. Um. A lot of big stuff. Like I'm excited for Wonder Woman where Patty Jenkins is going to go with it. Um, I'm excited for... I still haven't seen the... the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters movie that came out yeah. last year. Have you seen it? I have it on 4K and I haven't watched it yet. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and hey, 4K's in. So, yeah. I gotta, start, I gotta get a 4K. So yeah, same. I can play it. But, um, but yeah, those are like big movies coming out. I don't know if... We'll probably get more in detail once, you know, we get more info and stuff like that. But, yeah, Rami's great. Y'all should give it a watch. Um, it's on Hulu. Um, if you're interested, check it out. Um, any, like, TV shows, movies, music that you've recently watched that you want to recommend to people? Watch Sex Education on Netflix. Sex Education. We, oh. Me and him were just talking about that. Yeah, we were. That show is hilarious. I, I haven't seen it. It's pretty funny. See, I watched the first and second episode, mm-hmm. like, last night, I think I watched it. Or no, okay. two nights ago. It hasn't hooked me yet. Okay. It's very high school, and but it's like set. What's the time setting? It's like it's like now. no, it's like nowadays. Have you ever seen? If you're a fan of the show Skins, if you ever watch Skins, I've watched Skins. Skins. You'll like. Sort of the same. My girlfriend was the one that got me into sex education. She told me about it. I was like, okay, and I watched it. And I was like, damn, it's really funny. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I just need to I need to get hooked on it, but it's really interesting. Okay. Um, I think I've seen bits of the first episode. And, like, the mom is, like, a... Sex therapist. Sex therapist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Then I've seen a little bit of the first episode. It's really goofy. 
Yeah, and a I mean, lot of it's pretty goofy. And then, I mean, I like that comedy. Like a yeah. lot of a lot of stuff. Like, like American Vandal's goofy. It's goofy, but they cancel it. Yeah. For some reason. I love American Vandal. And also, if you plan on watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Blade Runner: The Final Cut, right, is it's, on Netflix. Is on Netflix. I didn't know that. It's if you guys haven't watched Blade Runner, The Final Cut, because. I've seen bits and pieces of, like, the original, the theatrical cut, where, like, the narration is going, and I'm yeah. like, what is this? Where it's all uh, weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the uh, Harrison Ford's uh, narration over it. Like, I love Harrison Ford, but, like, that movie's great. Watch it, and then watch Blade Runner 2049. If Parasite, if reading is just too much to you for you, but you still want to watch a great movie by that director, yeah. watch Snowpiercer on Netflix. Snowpiercer on Netflix is great. Um, we were talking about that, too. Um, it was supposed to be his big break, and because it's from the Weinstein company, Harvey Weinstein ruined something or didn't want it to go. He didn't believe in it that much, so he kind of... They didn't, he didn't film it. He didn't direct... He didn't edit it a certain way that Weinstein wanted it, so he, like, hit the film and yeah. released it, like, at the end of... Cause I think he, they released it, like, hitting, like, in the middle of the year somewhere. Wow. With no promotion for it. Because I never heard about it until really? I saw it on Netflix. I mean, I've heard, because um, I used to watch a lot of, like, Chris Duckman stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he, re- he he was, like, reviewed it. And I was like, oh, like, maybe I'll give it a shot. But then I forgot about it. And then I saw it on Netflix. And I was like, oh, let me let me check it out. Oh, my gosh. It is amazing. And and then I watched Okja. Because Okja's on good. there, too. On Netflix? It's Netflix. Bong Joon-ho. It's a Netflix film. Oh, I love Okja. I remember watching it, and I was like, this is something I've never seen before. This if is- you're a fan of Chris Evans, Snowpiercer's your go-to. If yeah. you're a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, Okja, he's there in Okja. Yeah, he's there. He's, 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 uh, he's different. He's different in Okja. He's uh, very energetic. He's always- I need to watch it. Yeah, but um, uh, Paul Dano is in Okja. Paul Dano's in Okja, mm-hmm. too. Um, he's great in it. Um, Lily Collins is in it. But um, God, Lily Collins is so hit or miss with me. Yeah, um, I... It's funny because me and my girlfriend were talking the other day, and she was like, "How old do you think she is?" And I was like, "I don't know, like 26, 27. She's in her thirties. She's in her thirties. Doesn't look like it. That's crazy. Yeah. So, it's it's great. I mean, but she's I mean she's great. Like you said, hit or miss. Um, she's in a lot of movies. Like, uh, my girlfriend made me watch Love Rosie for the first time, and it's like a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. She's great. She's cool. But yeah, hit or miss. But yeah, definitely if you're a fan of Bong Joon-ho and want to continue watching his movies, there's two movies right there, Snowpiercer and Okja, on Netflix. Snowpiercer is your safe one if you don't want to read. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Okja is also in Korean. For the most part. For the most part. Um, and uh, Snowpiercer is in English. So you can pick. You can pick which one you want. I mean, that, the whole thing about reading, it's like, it's funny because I saw this video of this woman, she was like, watching it. She's like, I don't know if I have to be a lot of reading. I can't check my phone. I can't do this. I'm like, so you're not watching the movie. It's like, just read it. The thing about that is, bro, people will watch Narcos. Yeah. Don't know anything about that. Have to read it. Yeah. When I watch, like. People watch English TV duh. shows. I was about to say that. Like, you don't know what they're subtitles saying. subtitles on. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what they're saying. Like, yeah. if it's like a British, like The Witcher. Oh, I don't know what they're saying. There's, I don't know what they're saying. Speak, sometimes speaking of the like the witch, like like the A twenty four film, the right. horror film that came out, 
I think I need to rewatch it because I don't. I didn't understand what they were saying. I was like, oh my god. I, I do it with the lighthouse. Yeah, same thing with the lighthouse. On, and then you, you and then it. you can read. Oh, that's what they're so, saying. So like, people do it. They just they just don't want to watch a, a South Korean movie. You know? Yeah, I think it's just like they just don't want to be wrong that they, Joker didn't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like that that guy ranting. We were talking about it before, ranting about has anyone seen Parasite? Like he's ranting about how the Joker. You like the Joker better, and how it hit a lot of points. And you were to your point was like it just touched upon it. Yeah, it just it just stated your points, and then it Service said, level. "Now forget about them." Yeah, yeah. Um, like, hey, these are issues, and if you want to know more, go Google them because that's not where this movie's going. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So two great films right there from Long Jun Ho. Um, like we could talk about some music too. Any music recommendations you want to? Mm, trying to think what's come out. Bieber's album came out last night. Tim Paula album came out last night. I don't think I'll listen to the Bieber album. I got a <laughs> Bieber. I didn't like the singles. The way he's releasing his music, the way he's telling people to go listen to his music, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. leave me alone. I'm yeah. not gonna download a VPN <laughs> and buy your song fifty times to listen to your song Yummy. So yeah. I don't know. See, like I like Bieber's last album. The one that came out like five years ago. I was in high school. Or in high school. Uh, what was it called? Purpose. Purpose. Yeah. Purpose. It was a good album. I had good songs in it. I don't feel like listening to this anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah, mean... Tim and Paula, I love Tim and Paula. I listened to them a lot in high school. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that album. Nice. Yeah. I heard the singles. I, I've heard one single. I've heard one single, and yeah. I really liked it, yeah, so I, I have to listen to it. Yeah, I listened to the album yesterday. I liked it. It was yeah. really good. All right, cool. I've been listening to... I don't. I hardly like look into like newer music. Uh-huh. Like the new Green Day album came out, and that was weird. Oh, I've heard. I, heard I haven't listened right. to it at all. I haven't listened to Green Day in so long. Just listen to old stuff. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess you guys listen to old stuff. I started listening to Brand New again. Brand New? I've never heard of Brand New. Yeah. Very good band. Nice. See, I, like, I'm the new person to the music. Like, Brian's the one that's been getting in, getting me into music. Like, he's been sending me recommendations. It's Somewhat. Yeah. And so, so yeah, like, I listened to... The Claro album that you, uh, I recommend. love that album. Yeah, and it's great. It's great. I love, I love Claro. Claro. Yeah, yeah, same man. So I didn't think I was gonna like that album because I didn't really like Claro. Mm-hmm. I like Claro. Billie Eilish is also good. Billie album. Eilish's album is great. I love Billie. And Eilish. she's gonna sing the theme song, the the new James Bond movie. Yeah, have you heard it? Came out the other day too. It's great. She's doing that. Yeah. That's nuts. There's this thing because the beginning of this of that song it reminds me a lot of the Unbreakable score. Have you ever heard the M Night Shyamalan yeah. movie? It reminds me so much of that score at the beginning, the, the piano, just the keys. Da, da, wow. da, 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 da. It reminds me so much of it, but I love Lily Alice. I think she's great. She's a super talented individual. And her brother Phineas is great too. But uh, but yeah, I mean, anything else you guys want to recommend? Anything else? I mean, I guess I already recommended I Lost My Body on Netflix. You can go watch it. Yeah, but, I need to watch that too. Yeah. One of my favorite movies on Netflix, The Green Room. Ooh, I haven't seen Green Book. I want to watch it. Wait, what is it called? Green Room. The Green, Green Room. Room. I think it's uh, <clears throat> it's like a rock band that goes and plays at a Nazi-type venue, and someone gets murdered, and then they, like, corner them in the green room of the <clears throat> of the bar. But it's, uh, what was his name? The one from Star Trek that passed away? Uh, uh, Anton Yelton or something? Uh, Anton, I, Anton Yelton? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and, like, one of his last movies. Yeah. And he's great in it. Other than that, no. Drive's on there still. Watch Drive. Drive. Ryan Gosling. Everyone yeah. loves Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I love Drive. The beginning opening scene is great. I love it. Every time I watch it, I'm like taking down notes because it's like that scene is just perfect. Perfect. 
So, um, but yeah, um, let me see. Uh, we've been going on for a while now, so I guess we can just talk about ourselves, like how we got into, you know, doing this podcast or how we got into movies, music, a little bit about ourselves. Mm-hmm. I can go first. Yeah. Um, I got into movies when I was, it was 20, it was when Prisoners came out. That was the first film I watched. I watched Prisoners and I was like, oh my gosh, like someone made this and like took the time to make it. Like, like someone wrote it. They chose these shots. The actors acted a certain way. Like I, it kind of clicked for me there. I was like, a, it was 2013. So I was like 14. I was like a freshman. And then I really started getting into like senior year. So, I'm a film major. I'm a media production major um, at my school, and um, I'm making stuff. Like I made a short film last year or last semester. We're still editing it, gonna put it out. But um, like film is like my passion. Other than like sports and like the Lakers, like I love film. Film is like something that I want to continue on doing, talking about, learning about, teaching about. So. That's my thing. And I've, I've been wanting to make this podcast for a while. Mm-hmm. Me and Brian. Yeah, and then uh, Joey over here, he's like, he reached out to me a couple months ago. Great. Yeah. So, you want to? Yeah, I mean, I think I started getting into film, like, probably when I turned 21. Mm-hmm. I had saw Mad Max Fury Road came out. Saw, like, oh, that was, like, a technical. That was just great. Like, the way that was filmed, everything about mm-hmm. it was great to me. I started, like, looking into, like, how it was made, especially, yeah. like, the last chase scene in it. I started to like appreciate like little things. I see, you know, a, a Transformers movie comes out and it's cool. The action's cool in it, but like everything else in it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. And you just start to like you start to pick up on like little things of what makes people good. And then I saw Spotlight, so I saw a good action film. I saw some bad action films, and I saw a good drama, you know. And before I saw Spotlight with you know, Mark Ruffalo and all them, my. Uh, my theory on movies was just like, oh, like they're fun to watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Watch silly action movies. But when you have a movie that's just completely plot-driven plot and then you have Mark, Ruff- Mark Ruffalo at the helm of it, just pure passion, just a raw performance, I was like, okay. And then Shape of Water came out. Yeah. You know, and all these movies started coming out where I was like, I started to pick up on like all these little things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's the Shape of Water. That's the movie where the girl fucks a fish. And it's like, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, way, way it's more a than movie that. about like how we kind of treat like, I mean, that's how we treat like immigrants. That movie is a yeah. is a basically one giant piece of how we treat immigrants. It's Guillermo del Toro, so Mexican, Mexican filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So, but it was just movies like that. More movies like that came out. La La Land came out. I started seeing all these different. I got when I started watching more dramas was when I started to like see stuff. Yeah. Then I found I fell onto Denise's pictures of like Sicario, Prisoners. And then Blade Runner came out, mm-hmm. and everything just sold me. You know, as the years went on, I got more and more passionate towards it. Yeah. Looking into it, started watching a lot of YouTube reviewers. You know, movies like The Witch, It Follows. I started hunting down all these like, all these artsy films. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing better than a movie that doesn't just tell you straight up what it's about. Yeah. When you had to, you know, people. I saw It Follows with a friend, and they hated it. Oh no. And they're like, I don't get it. It's like it's about AIDS. Yeah. I was like, That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Like. I was like, it's just a well-crafted movie around the concept of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, Not, that's yeah. what it is, but it's the way it's shot, directed, the, yeah. act, the actress is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Then films like Suspiria from the 70s. He hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the, the new one. 
Oh man, that new one's good too. But yeah. like, you know, I started to I started watching older movies too, like Suspiria, seeing how they use color and stuff like that to like makes make stuff work in a movie. Like oh, yeah. how little things just affect stuff. And you start watching bad movies, and then you see yeah. When you start watching bad movies too, with it, you really start to see the difference between like what makes a film great and what makes it downright terrible. Like Cats. Yeah. Even even like like you watch a film, like you watch like let's say you watch like Mad Max Fury Road, and the care. That they put into every shot, every everything, like the practical um, effects, the stunts, and everything, and the care for the writing. And then you look at a film like, I mean, because films in a, a you know an opinion based art, like mm-hmm. it's an opinion. So like people can love certain things, but it just depends on the care that they give. Because a lot of the the movies that we consider bad, um, a lot of the times they're not they're not they don't care about them. Like not in a sense like everyone wants to make a good movie, but like the craft they don't. The passion. They don't really, like, you don't see it when they're filmmaking. And that's what kind of, like, leaves people, like, dry, leaves people, you know, thinking this movie's great. And so I think that's the a great thing about film. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, once you start picking up on stuff, it's, like, certain details, like Bong Joon-ho stuff. Like, you, you realize he, he loves film and he cares about film. Right, and you start, like, crafting your own, yeah. like, thoughts about, like, what you like about movies. Yes. Like, your own feelings, which is which is new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing a movie can make you do is actually think. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And people hate that. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of people that don't want to go think when they watch a movie, but unfortunately. I mean, I'm to blame that too. Sometimes I don't want to think. That's true. I'll go watch a Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. And enjoy the shadow. Nothing wrong with that. My uncle, I don't care. Like, sometimes yeah. I want to have those movies where it's just like, this is, like, it's nothing's fun. happening yeah. up here. Like, I don't care, it's fun, mm-hmm. which I like sometimes. Like, yeah. movies can do that. Michael yeah. Bay movies are my guilty pleasure. I'll put on yeah. Transformers and just watch the first Transformers. Shit I love it. I love the first Transformers. I like, I'll put it on. I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah. this is great. I'm like eating popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a fun time. Who cares? Yeah. What about you? Brian? Um, so I just started probably getting really into film, maybe like still high school, mm-hmm. maybe probably around the same time as, as Francisco. Um, I don't know, maybe it was Denis with Zicario. Maybe it was Quentin Tarantino, Scorsese. Because you've watched those movies. You have a favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. You have a favorite Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. And then you probably don't, like, I didn't go further than that. Like, oh, researching directors, seeing what type of movies they made, independent directors. But it wasn't until high school. Uh, Denis, I watched Sicario probably. I thought this was the best movie ever made. Yeah. I probably still think that. Um, Moonlight is another one that just did it for me. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Um, I think a way, the way I love movies is just how real it is, mm-hmm. the way it connects to your feelings, or like how grounded a movie feels. For Moonlight, it just feels so realistic. Like even like the way they captured Florida is incredible it's like another character in the movie yeah it's just like thing, little things you 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 capture when you're watching movies you're like oh i didn't know i like this about movies or you start like listening to scores soundtracks yeah it's whatever and so probably around high school yeah um me and frank always talked about movies with each other yeah we went to go see arrival with each other that was life-changing for me yeah arrival arrival was crazy like i remember me and you watching that and like, when the credits started rolling at the end of it, we we looked at each other and we didn't talk for like ten minutes. Like no, just like five minutes while the, the credits next were running. To us didn't talk either, bro. We were just like, 
we were stunned yeah. that a film could do this. And it was like, I think it was like what, senior year? That's when I knew. I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, this is what I want. I want either people to feel this way because if I'm making something, or I want people to like find out about these films and like so they can feel it too. And so I remember that. And like, like when I said I was like making a short film, like Brian over here, he made the score for it. Oh, and so I made the score for it. Yeah, yeah dude, like Brian like makes music. He so makes yeah, I make music too. I'm a marketing major, uh, mm-hmm. Um, I do music, sign thing, but it's not really sign thing. I love making music. Mm-hmm. I make music with my friend uh, Justin Scott Kilmer. Um, I made the score for. Yeah. Francis- Francisco helped work on a short film. Yeah, I Miyazma. I, yeah, I produced Miyazma. the produced the short film called Miyazma. My friend wrote it. Um, Sergio, my friend Anthony, they'll probably be on the show. Um, cool. Anthony, um, he directed it. My friend Luis shot it, and Brian did the score. And the score is amazing. Like the score is like. We Thanks, shot the man. film, we edited it, and once we put in the score, like, it just made it so much better. Like, Brian knows what he's doing, and so I fully trust him. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about us. Um, hopefully, you continue to listen. Um, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at, at Think Movie Show. Um, we have a Twitter, Instagram up. Um, we'll make a Facebook. Same name. Um, at email. It's like thinkmovieshow at gmail.com if you want to send us questions or like through social media, you can send us questions. We can answer on the show. Um, recommendations. Um, we'll take them. We'll review certain stuff. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is going to be fun. Like hopefully like this is like a fun experience for us where we can just talk about like stuff that we like, mm-hmm. stuff going on, like music world, movie world, pop culture, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's it. This is Think Movie. Peace. Thank you guys. Later. Later.